I was there. I don't have to listen to it. This week's show because it was a disaster. When you live in a beach resort, it's easy to forget whether you are playing or working. On each week's show, we settle in with a cocktail and try to figure out if there is a difference. This is Day Drinking on Delmarva. And I am Todd from goodcleanfunlife.com. And I am Tony Russo, no relation, and you're listening to Day Drinking on Delmarva, a podcast about life and culture on the Delmarva Peninsula. Todd drinks because he gets to live here. I drink because I have to live here. And part of Todd's living here, by the way, is not spending a whole lot of freaking time here. So, <laughs> not for nothing. Not for nothing. But a month, I mean, in, the, a month in the Emerald Isles will kind of take the sting <laughs> off of uh, chicken shit smells. I don't know. Yeah. Oh man, I such a yeah, so much to talk about with that. We were gone for 12 days that included travel to Ireland and it was fantastic. I, I I'm now an expert. I've made it my entire personality. Um, you know, I I'm actually today jumping ahead. I'm drinking Jameson on the rocks. <laughs> so, <laughs> but we we'll, we'll get to that. My mother recently returned from Ireland. She's been I don't know if she's been once or twice, but it's it's there. There's something about that. Like sometimes I can see in her eyes the thought like, is it too soon to tell another story about Ireland? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like 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 I I don't want to be all Ireland all the time, but I absolutely could be. You know, that's the 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 uh, the vibe uh, I get from my mom and. And now from you, I'm, it's it's supposedly not supposedly. It's clearly a a, a spectacular way to spend a couple of weeks. Yeah. Can I get, get a couple quick highlights? Couple couple three. Um, we saw the tiny seven hundred person town where Natalie's grandmother was born, and oh. uh, and Nellie O'Leary's uh, namesake is from. Oh, that's uh, fun. And What's that the name was of the very, town? Uh, Skull. <laughs> Which is a which is a, also a very cool town, and it's this little town, and it's on uh, this harbor on the southern or southwestern shore, and uh, yeah, just absolutely beautiful. That it's an old family plot uh, at a uh, at an old uh, what's it called? You know, uh, torn down, not torn down, dilapidated uh, cathedral, uh, Catholic cathedral, uh-huh. and uh, like the the funeral or the um, the cemetery has the best view in the entire uh, in the entire town. Um, and it was just neat to, to go there. And that was, that was sort of the whole pilgrimage aspect of it. Um, I mean, but beyond that, the, the highlights were learning to slow down a little bit. Um, and y- you'll, uh, you'll appreciate this. One of my highlights that I like to tell people is I found myself sitting on a park bench in Cork, watching the pigeons. <laughs> That's great. And, and it, you know, it just, it, it clicked and I'm like, I could do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watch the pigeons. And, uh, and, uh, and we, we had lots of food and lots of drink and uh, the family got, got along great the whole time. It was not something I think w- that was ever on my list of things to do. It's sort of like an inevitable because because Nellie was going to want to go there, and um, I really felt 
you know, I, I really felt the draw once, uh, once we got there and it was, it was absolutely fantastic. Met some great people, saw some great sights. Very jealous. Yes. That, like I said, I would, I would, I would love to go. I do not know if I will, but certainly I yeah. would, uh, I would, I would love that. I would love to take the opportunity if it provided itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you're back and now you're working and I'm working and we've got all sorts of stuff we want to talk about work wise. We usually, you are, you are drinking. You said I am, I, again, I'm not, I've, I'm on coffee for today, although I have kind of eased my way back. I probably should have told you this before you left, and I apologize. Um, but there is a uh, an Irish whiskey called Red Breast. Okay. Um, and it's superior. It is absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, it is cheap in Ireland and crazy expensive here. So yeah. sorry about that. <laughs> yeah but i've been treating myself to that because it really just it really just drinks like like liquid gold that is it is such a such a such a good whiskey so i'll have that tonight after i dekidify myself the next couple of weeks um we'll have construction going on here at uh the russo the russo household so okay. um i guess apologies in advance there's nothing we can do we're gonna have to record through the uh through the um, through the banging and the hammering, and that will have to be okay. We'll uh, we'll make we'll make do. Um, the other thing we like to talk about each week is one cool thing that happened to us because we live here or because we work here. And I know that you actually you we could have done not could have done a show last week. We we canceled the show that we you know that was scheduled for last week because you've been you've been up to your knees. So what what, yeah. what did you get up to last weekend? Well, last and week? it's it's a uh, you know, it was great to get away and take the trip that we did. I, like you said, uh, I will probably be talking about it and bringing and bringing it up uh, for the foreseeable future. But uh, returning and now facing down Memorial Day weekend and uh-huh. uh, the the Super Bowl sort of of the service industry that it is. Uh, not only do we have that with uh, our restaurants uh, and coinciding with you know the kickoff for the Freeman Arts Pavilion and the 60 plus shows that they'll be doing there that we'll be covering a, a portion of uh, we're also the starboard family is uh, in the process of opening three restaurants uh, wow a, a, a Bethany Blues in downtown Rehoboth which is still a, a couple weeks out a uh, they took over Mama Celeste which is the little pizza parlor that is right next to uh, the starboard. They've actually owned the building forever. Mama Celeste or Papa wanted to retire. And so they took over and did, uh, you know, gutted it, did some renovation. Uh, Mama herself, who is a kind of a, a crowd favorite, loves the late night slices, handing out the late night slices is still going to be there, which I think is super fun. Um, and then, and then the third thing is, the starboard claw. So this is going to basically, uh, I'm sorry. I have to, I have to tell a racist joke and I have to stop your, (laughs) I have to stop your commercial for my semi-racist joke. I went to school with a Chinese girl. Mm. Uh, She's half Chinese, half Colombian. She had a New Jersey accent, but we both liked, um, one of the one of the bad guys on Get Smart was called the Claw, and yeah. and the 
the uh, it was like a Chinese laundry guy kept saying the craw, the craw. And 40 years later, I can't hear the phrase the claw <laughs> without thinking of her saying it was a craw, it was a craw. <laughs> so, and actually, she's turning 50 this week. So, oh. Well, good, good for have, her. Happy birthday to her. So anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll, we'll we'll get her a gift certificate to the crawl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is going to be a crab house slash uh, uh, everything seafood. You know, it's not white white tablecloth, but it's going to be a pretty nice family restaurant in uh, in Dewey Beach, and all of these businesses. What I think is so interesting, um, you know, th- there's probably going to be a little bit of criticism. It's like, oh, the starboard's taking everything over. All three of these businesses, uh, the former owners approached Monty and the ownership to see if they would um, if they would take over. They the the downtown blues Nicola was a Nicola's pizza site and they were they were moving out to the highway and they you know, knew that uh, Monty did good things. Monty and ownership did good things and they wanted them to come in and, uh, and have first right to do something there. The, the, uh, the starboard claw was the old hammerheads and those guys were, you know, they survived eked by during COVID, but they also wanted to focus on other things and asked Monty, Hey, can you take this over? And, and then the same with the mama Celeste and and wanting to retire. And uh, what's, what's interesting is, or what I think is amazing. And again, you know, commercial, I love the company that we work with and them as our number one client. Right. Um, All of the, all of the people who are going to be general managers at these places are existing employees that have now been given ownership in these places. So uh, Monty in, and, you know, credit to his, uh, two business partners, Dickie and Jim, uh, have set up a thing where, you know, they're, they're helping, they're helping the workers, you know, uh, from the, from the bottom up. And I just, I think it's heartwarming. I think I need to figure out how to tell that story without it being, you know, too over, you know, hitting you over the head with we're awesome. But I think it's, uh, I think it's a good story to tell. Well, it's, Beyond that, let, let me let me give you some funeral home advice, may I? Yeah. <laughs> um, so for, for those of you who somehow missed it, I cover the funeral home industry. And one of the really big problems that's happening in the funeral industry, possibly in the rest in the restaurant industry, is that when you retire, you also have your legacy in mind mm-hmm. and you want to find someone who you know, who will honor that legacy, who will take care of the people who expect a certain level of service. Yeah. Um, and what's difficult, what people are finding is difficult as the economy gets kind of rocky is I don't want my business to start cycling through 10 different guys who thought it would be a good idea to start a restaurant during an economic crisis. Yeah. You know? And so knowing that someone has not only the reputation, but, you know, call a spade a spade, the pockets to make a go of it and that Mm -hmm. he wouldn't say yes if he couldn't do it. Right. Right. You know, it's not like he's going to say, yeah, sure. How hard could it be? 
Like they, that's who they didn't want to buy the yeah. restaurant. You right. Know? And so it's not, it's not like a Mr. Potter grab from, uh, yeah. From the, it's a wonderful life. Thank you so much. Uh, it's, it's just, you, you spend enough time gaining respect among your peers and eventually pays off. Yep. Um, I spend most of my time alienating my peers and it <laughs> also pays off. It pays off in your, in your isolation, but in a different way. Yes. So yeah, yeah. no, I, I can, I can see how that'd be. I, I can see how that would be, would be a challenge. Um, but I don't know, maybe focus more on the opportunity than on the, you know, rather than banking on the starboard name. Yeah. You know, what what I so when I used to write stories like that and I had to write several, I would always write a great restaurant story mm-hmm. and then button it with and you know these mm-hmm. are all the these are all the the credentials of a guy, these are all the credentials of the cooks, this is the this is how the menu is gonna look. Also, it's under the starboard umbrella. You know, and Starbird has done all this to do this stuff. And that kind of, I think that kind of softens it, you know, because a lot of times I'd go in and restaurant owners would be like, you know, I want to say this, this, this. And I'm like, you don't (laughs) trust me. (laughs) Right. You want to say that that, that to your friends. Yeah. You, 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 you want the restaurant to stand on its own. And that way, when you're not there every day, nobody's Mm -hmm. surprised, you know, You know, and uh, it's funny because I was made, I made fun of um, one of the other, one of the other habits. So I told you before we started um, that I'm, I'm making fun of uh, junk mail. I wrote an essay mm-hmm. making fun of junk mail and I was trying to find the owner of a local restaurant and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And that stunk. Yeah. You know? I mean, cause I was going to write something mean and I wanted to make sure that if I wrote something mean <laughs> that he it, would see it. Well, that, that, you know, if it was someone that I knew I could, you know, give them the heads up, Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, which I might've done. I was going to write what I was going to write because it was, you know, link in the show notes. Um, but, uh, but, and when, when I saw that, you know, they kept referring to the general manager, this, the general manager that I'm like, Oh, this is, this is unowned, you know? Right. This is some real estate company who didn't know what to do with their, with this property. So they thought it'd be fun to have a restaurant, you know, and that's probably not the case, but it could be the case, but I'll never know. So it's important, I think, for you to make that connection. Like, no, this is the guy and he Mm -hmm. thinks this is a good idea. And he's in the end going to be responsible for it, but he's also been responsible for helping these people learn what makes the starboard great and they're going to use what they learned making the starboard great to make the craw great. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. And I, I mean, the, the, you talk about the legacy and you talk about, you know, uh, being that, being that person and, and Monty does a great job. Uh, and it's something that we try to focus on of like, showing the personality of the business through its people and him being the face of the business without being like being accessible, but without being in your face. Right. You know, everybody loves 
to to see and hear when when he has something to say, but he's also pretty reluctant to be to be that guy. Um, and you know, and and it's a real balance. It's not like it's not like you know faked hubris or something. It's you right. Know, it, that's how he really is. Um, and there are plenty of good stories. And I and you know, you gave me the idea of like before you even mentioned the Starbird name to to tell the story about the general manager who started working in Dewey beach when he was 14 years old and now is opening a restaurant and, you know, that sort of thing. And Oh, by the way, he started at the starboard and, you know, that, uh, and that whole bit. And, um, along those lines, um, is it hammerheads in ocean city or there, there's a, there's a hammerheads in ocean city, which is separate from the hammerheads that was in Dewey. The, right. uh, the hammerheads the... in ocean city is the, uh, is, that's uh, Danny's. That's Danny, Danny's yeah. from Hoop Tea. Yeah. Hoop Tea. Yeah. Yeah. So and we've done some work for them too. So. Yeah. That's why I was, I was, I was like, ah, that's weird. Well, and the, the real sad truth is, and I think we talked about this on the, sh- on the, on the show is the guys who left the Dewey Hammerhead had started the, uh, ha- was Hammerhead's dockside at the Indian, at the Indian Inlet River Bridge. Uh, and they just lost their contract and they had like uh-huh. given up the, the property in Dewey to kind of focus on that. They had grown it over a couple of years and that was going to be their focus. And then, um, through no fault of, uh, you know, of their own, they, they ended up losing the contract to another bi- bigger, uh, restaurant industry or, uh, uh-huh. company. Right. These things happen. Um, I'm sorry, excuse me. I'm gonna take a sip. Take two if you need. Oh, it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy couple of weeks. So, so on my end, um, because I we I know we're not right up against it, but we're we're bumping up against it. So I will be as brief as I can for me. Um by the time you hear this, I will be, I think, the president of the Lower Eastern Shore chapter of the Maryland Writers Association. Oh, fun. Yeah, I uh, I threw my name in the hat. It's possible that I would have a challenger, and it was possible that that challenger would win, but that's not going to happen. So <laughs> why say it? Um, right, right. And the reason I say that is because I'm probably going to start talking more about – I can't believe I covered my mouth like a child just then. I'm probably <laughs> going to start talking more about uh, – the writing culture on the Eastern shore um, as part of, as part of this, you know, life and culture. Mm-hmm. And so as, this was founded by essentially founded by Stephanie Fowler, who's a friend of mm-hmm. ours, friend of the show, um, a local publisher there in Berlin. And it was really, really, really hot until COVID. And yeah. then, you know, COVID really, I said, I should say really again, huh? Uh, COVID, <laughs> COVID knocked us. It's the editor in me. I can see me saying that's really three times in a paragraph. <laughs> COVID kind of knocked us off kilter. And then Stephanie had, you know, all sorts of things going on in her life and she couldn't continue to be president. Also, she's been president for like 10 years, like somebody right. else, you know, she's like, if you guys want to do this, but you know, we, we kept her as president because she was organized and good and 
you know, we met at Saltwater there in Berlin. And then once it went virtual, it just, it just got a little wonky. So yeah. Um, lost so, a little steam. Yeah. Just lost a little steam. And the, the, the woman who's been running it has been trying. Um, but like the, the last time I was in a meeting, the, it took a long time for them to figure out how zoom worked. Mm. And then by the time they, by the time they got it nailed, like people just weren't coming. Like the last two meetings I've been, I was one of three people. Then I was one of two people. Then I was the only person. And I wasn't even the one who called the meeting. Right. So, so we've really kind of fallen off. And um, Stephanie was kind enough to ask me to be a founding member. Um, The, um, you needed 10 members of the Maryland writers association to have, to have a local chapter. And they had eight. Yeah. I counted as two. No, um, <laughs> they had eight. And so she asked me and like, maybe Jeff, she, she asked, you know, two friends, like, will you join the Maryland writers association so we can have this? And, you know, we did that. And, you know, that was a big part of the, so what's your story podcast that we'd done for a while. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I am going to I'm going to try to get back to those days. And if you're listening and you write as a hobbyist, um, or you write video scripts or anything, if you want to if you want to join the Maryland Writers Association, I'm hoping to get a lot more momentum behind it. One of the things that I'm going to do. So again, if you're local and listening, is we're going to start having a table at Third Friday in Salisbury to let people okay. know that there's such a thing as a writer's association. And um, we're going to bring back one true thing um, in January, which gives you two months to start writing, Todd. Okay. All right. And for those of you <laughs> who haven't been listening for six years, uh, one, <laughs> one, one true thing is a live storytelling event. Um, people telling a true story reading an reading an essay about reading a nonfiction essay that's about 2500 words long. I don't know if we're going to go back to the brick room. I don't know if we're going to be welcome back in the brick room. Not that we wouldn't be. I mean, you know, yeah. we got it was we got coveted out of there. But yeah. it's become a much more popular place, but I'd like to start to get a little momentum and a little bit of more attention in Salisbury because one of the difficulties with the uh Eastern Shore Writers Association, um, among lots of, I'm not a member. Um, I'm friends with the president. The president is someone who lives in Salisbury, whom I deeply respect um, mm-hmm. and who's, I think, doing a wonderful job. But it's always been a kind of Easton St. Michael's club. Okay. And it still has that vibe. And it's also been very poet forward, mm-hmm. um, which... You, know, you famously love poetry. I, you know what? I quite <laughs> love poetry. I don't. I. Oh yeah. I'm a small doses read it to myself out loud kind of guy. I'm not a. Yeah. I don't go to poetry readings. They they can be really, they can be really difficult on me. Um, I guess is the best way to put it. And so one of the things that I'm hoping to do with this new kind of push is if you if you want to be all poetry all the time, there's already a place for that. You know, the mm. Maryland Writers Association Eastern Shore chapter doesn't have to be for people who write poetry but aren't interested in being in the Eastern Shore Writers Association. So there's going to be a greater focus on nonfiction. There's going to be a greater focus on fiction. And there's going to mm-hmm. be a greater focus on, like, 
doing stuff and getting together and, you know, not, not so much like a lot of times people are like, we should have critique groups. We should have write-ins go ahead. That's not, that's not what I'm going to do. You know, you can be the chair of write-ins and you can be the chair of the, the other, the other thing that I think Stephanie got bogged down by, and certainly one of the things that helped throw everything off the wheels is everybody's like, we should do this. And, you know, the, the, the Tony rule, which is why I'm really running for president is I want to do this. Not, not we, there is no, we, there is no, we in team. There's there's a, there's a me. And I'm going to do this. If you want something done, then you do it. And we will, we will support you. But saying someone should do this is not, one of the things that I'm that I'm allowing anymore. Yeah. We should do this is not no, I will organize this and I will get it set up and then we can do it. And so right. that's that's my that's my stump speech. Um I, I won't get elected for another two hours, but that's my <laughs> that's my stump speech. Um it's it's there is no there is no I in team, but there's a me. And, right. Um and I'm excited. I'm, we're gonna do the, like I said, the third Fridays very excited about. And this winter, I, I, a stranger at a book signing asked me to bring back one true thing. And that was really, yeah. And that was kind of the, I'm like, you must've been literally the one person I didn't know who was right. There. Because <laughs> it was only a one-time event, right? I mean, it was twice. We did it in January what? and February yeah. and then we canceled it on March 15th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then COVID canceled the rest of the world on march 20th so we were yeah. like should we cancel it is this covid thing a real thing and then two days later the world was closed yeah um so anyway looking forward to that and if anybody would like to support us come back um to the mwa uh, please please reach out because i'm i'm excited for for our possibilities and for the things that we're going to do going forward yeah no that's great um that's what they, I, I have plenty of other stuff, but I wanted to, I feel like I wanted to throw it back to you to see where, to see where you are. You look like you had something. Um, well, you know, it's funny. I, I'm just thinking about it and wondering if, uh, you know, of course being very Berlin centric and that sort of thing, but it makes sense to be in, uh, in Salisbury and the fact that my son is interested in writing and, you know, like, getting the getting the young group uh kind of involved in a situation like that where you can uh hear from some mentors or like you know i mean you're you're basically it sounds like want to set something up where people have resources to to bounce stuff stuff off of and yes. not just another obligation of you know you know of, of a of a of a group but I, I, it does it does sound neat and uh yeah and i was just thinking about the college kids in the Salisbury area that's that's really kind of my hope. I don't want to I don't want to be the youngest guy in the group. Like yeah. Right now, like Stephanie's younger than me, and that's pretty much it. You know, mm-hmm. we had no, we have a we have a couple, it's Katie Tabling, but Katie Tabling moved away. Nobody cares about this or knows any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> the point is that I want the next president to be a 30-year-old person, not a 55-year-old person. Right. Right. Um, and I want, and I, I, and I want to do fun things for writers. That's not, I mean, poets have been in charge. All the poets have always been in charge. And yeah, 
I don't begrudge them. I don't begrudge them one iota of all the tons of tons of work they do. They they have Salisbury Poetry Week. They have poet laureates for the town, and I think all of those things are wonderful. But I also think that there are other kinds of writing, and those people should have a place where they feel like they can start to test out. One of the things that we always do at a meeting is have somebody, you know, everybody, every meeting, someone um, volunteers to read something they've written um, or worked on. And again, 2,500 words, 15 minutes, read us your stuff, get a little bit of, get just a clap for a finished piece. Yeah. You know, or break off with people with whom you can collaborate. All of those things are things that I'd like to do. And we're not, not going to Berlin. We will have meetings in Berlin, Occasionally, mm-hmm. we will have meetings in um, maybe maybe Pokemon. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll we'll move it around. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to start focusing more on Salisbury because it's here. And, you know, frankly, nowadays I drive to Berlin. I can't drink anymore because <laughs> it's too far away. It's too far away. <laughs> I want someplace where if I decide to have a couple of drinks, I could just Uber home in Berlin. That's yeah. it. You know, I got to take out a mortgage for that. Um. <laughs> uh, well, I support it. I think, you know, the, like, yeah, that, that, the event, um, the one true thing was, was really, uh, I, I was thinking about that recently, a month or so ago, I was, I was going through some old footage and, you know, that was something that never made it to the light of day. And when we restart that, I, uh, I should reach back in the archives to make sure we get a little promo put together for it. For oh, that, that would, that would be awesome. But I do, I, I really think, um, I really think that we're going to put out a word, we're going to put out a call in September or in October mm-hmm. for, um, for submissions with the, uh, with the idea of starting it in, Again, January and then doing January, February, March mm-hmm. um, as part sure. of it. Maybe maybe make it part of the third Friday. Maybe maybe I can I can you know talk to the third Friday people and you know they always have bands and stuff. Maybe you know we could do something outside of Roadie Joe's. They always have that um, yeah that atrium, the arts atrium or whatever the hell they're calling it. So right anyway, very cool. Stay tuned, and of course you can okay. follow me on my Substack. Which is by Tony Russo at Substack, um, and uh, I got a new I got a new subscriber, uh, a new paid subscriber. I got several new subscribers. It, it, it's awesome. It's really it's growing. awesome and well well de- well deserved too. And I'm very very happy. And so thank you to everyone who subscribed for money. Thank you everyone who subscribed for not money. And um, stay tuned because I'm going to be doing a lot more of these short videos. Um, did I play my short video? No. Do you want to play uh, your short let video? Let me play my short video really quick. So this is a sampling of some of the wacky, wacky things I'm doing on Substack. I've only done it once, but I'm going to continue to do it. I'm going to do it again, at least. Um, reading my junk mail uh, on video. <laughs> Here we go. You'll love our authentic Italian food, especially if you've never, ever had any authentic Italian food. Now, if you want to know what restaurant that is, you're going to have to go to my Substack to find out, because there there's go. no no point shitting on them on a restaurant theme or th- restaurant heavy anyway. Yeah. Um, it's I hate junk mail. I hate it so much because it's like <laughs> here, throw this out for me every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a garbage can by my door, 
and I fill it with junk mail. And I also line it with the um, with the dog food bag. So we get a humongous dog food bag. Yeah. And by the time my dog has finished that food, that bag is filled with just junk mail. And I throw yeah. that out once every, you know, whatever, eight weeks, six right. weeks. And, um, and enough is enough. So you're going to make me read this. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you how shitty you are. I'm not going to keep it to myself <laughs> any longer. No sense in trying. <laughs> All right. So many other things I, I just thought of that I'm not going to bother with. We'll leave it there for now. For more, for more vitriol, follow me at uh, Substack, uh, TonyRusso.substack.com, or you can go to BuyTonyRusso.com. All the links are there. And mm-hmm. socially, I'm pretty much not there, but follow me anyway. And how about you? Yeah. And, uh, of course, goodcleanfunlife.com, uh, GCFL Productions uh, are, the, are the socials, and links to uh, all of uh, our clients and restaurant work and video and photo and website stuff that we do for, for the good people in the, on the Eastern Shore. <laughs> all right. And that's all we have time for. But you got anything else? I got nothing. All right. Well, remember, until next time, <laughs> at the beach. It's happy hour whenever you say it is. There you go.